0: Hi, welcome to the Why and the What product management podcast. I'm Daniel Kahn, and I had the opportunity to speak with Juan Fernandez, formerly a software engineer and founder of his own startup. Juan is currently head of product at Audience. Juan works from home and so has an enviously short commute. We explore the process and tools Juan uses to lead a successful team remotely. Hi, Juan. Welcome. Thanks for chatting with us today. How's your day going?
1: It's going excellent. Thanks for having me, Daniel.
0: Yeah, certainly my pleasure. I appreciate you uh, taking the time and uh, making this work with your schedule. I I know it's a little bit later in the day for you than it is for me. I'm uh, based in Eastern here and you're based out in uh, Madrid. Um Really excited to talk to you about um, the way you work with uh, product as somebody who does this work uh, remotely with your team. And I know you mentioned when we were chatting in the past that your team is uh, with you in Madrid, but you are um, in a a work from home uh, setup when it comes to the way that your product team operates. But um, I'll I'll leave the (laughs) the details certainly for you to talk about. Um, But why don't we start out with... um, Telling us a little bit about how you got into uh, product uh, to begin with. What's your journey into uh, product management? Sure.
1: So uh, my journey started like um, I would say six years, seven years ago. Uh, back then, I was part of the library team. Uh, I worked as a software developer in there, and I. I uh, came across the update that the company was preparing to start the first product management team. So I approached the VP of product back then and volunteered. I heard that uh, this was going to be a team whose main focus was to build not the things right, but the right things uh, for our customers and uh it's, it did sound super exciting to me. I had always had this this passion for understanding what the real problems were uh with our customers, basically trying to understand the the real pain points uh on their daily lives uh to then build the right solution for for those pains so the transition to product management um did sound like the the right movement to me, and they adopted me. I would say, and and that is how I started a uh, transition into the product management role.
0: I like that uh, phrase that you said your your manager there used, which was um, not building things right, but building the right things as uh, being the focus of product is a, uh, a good succinct way to to put it um so you came originally out of uh, development and um, made your transition into product management um what did you feel like were the sort of advantages and uh, disadvantages of coming through that path so
1: uh i think having having a technical background uh is a real advantage uh, the ability to to have a proper conversation with other engineers about how things are built, uh, having a deep understanding on the real um, amount of time that it takes or amount of effort that it takes to deliver a feature, uh, having understanding an understanding on on you know how how software is built, how it is full of bugs and it uh, requires, a, a quality process and how you need to iterate fast and deliver constant updates. And, you know, having been part of that team that builds software and and having this technical background, I think was a huge advantage for me. Um, also having a, a deep understanding on the products that, that I was already building uh, before managing them. That was an advantage too. Um, disadvantages, uh, I would say that sometimes you as, as product managers we need to to be more strategic, right? We need to think in in, in multiple areas outside of the technical side. Uh, and I mean business strategy and and uh, uh, many other areas that are not um, uh, purely uh, focused on the engineering side, right? Um, so not having all those different points of view uh, and, and the, the more, I would say, commercial background was uh, something that was missing on my, on my origins as a, as a PM. So that that i would say uh, was the main disadvantages from uh for coming from an engineering background
0: so what was your um, your process originally for trying to fill that gap and understand more about the the business needs i guess originally when you were at liferay and um, you're now at uh audience uh, what's what's the the process that you follow and and recommend for your team for ensuring that You've got as clear an understanding of the the business needs as as possible when you're considering solutions. Hmm.
1: So I think the the most important uh, mission I had uh, back then and I have today is to listen. Um, basically, listen to the needs coming from multiple customers. Uh, listen to feedback coming from the sales team. Listen. To feedback coming or complaints coming from the customer support team, and basically being able to 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 listen to all these different sources of um, information, and then being able to identify patterns in in all these uh, um, information, uh, identify the different the different pain points that are underlying all those complaints and all those uh, pieces of feedback, and then being able to um, share them with the right stakeholders, w- whether they are designers or developers or uh, the rest of the management team. So, I think the key is listening and spending a lot of time talking to your stakeholders, uh, whether they they can be they can be uh, your customers, your salespeople, your your uh, colleagues, etc., etc. Do
0: you find that um, when you're focused on understanding the, um, the more business side needs rather than specifically the, uh, the technical requirements that you're, you're talking directly with members of the sales organization or, um, the account managers, or do you go and and talk directly with customers and conduct, uh, customer interviews, or are you able to bring anyone on site? What's the, um, the process you try to follow, um, for, for gathering that information? How do you How do you organize that and actually go out and get it? Sure.
1: So I have internal uh, feedback gathering sessions and then external ones. The internal ones, I have a weekly meeting with the sales team and a weekly meeting with the customer success team. And basically during 30 minutes to an hour, I do this, basically I have these sessions where they can Uh, express the topics that they have been talking about with prospects or customers Um, it can be anything uh, from complaints to um, to prospects that didn't end up buying the product or uh, interesting opportunities that uh, are going well or suddenly go really bad because something is missing or because uh, a demo went really bad, or uh, maybe uh, there is uh, certain integration with a, with another product that is missing, and that makes this big company not sign for a deal, for example. Um, or it can also be complaints from uh, from customer success in uh, in terms of um, what customers are suffering using certain feature, or uh, if there, in case there are some some. Uh, subscription cancellations because of certain uh, frustration with a product or uh, this, all these kind of things um, they share with me every week. And uh, this is a, a really important part of my, uh, of the feedback that I handle to, to then define the, the priorities for, for the, for the product. And then in terms of the external uh, feedback, uh, I am lucky to have a series of uh, uh, customers that have been with us for for several years and that are like our evangelists and are uh, super fans of our products. And uh, they are always open to share feedback. Uh, it can be proactively coming from them when they have requests or when they have ideas they want to share with me. Or it can be when... I have new ideas I want to validate or new uh, epics I want to make sure that um, makes sense and uh, that basically will solve uh, real problems for them. Or when, even when, when we have uh, new mock-ups during the design phase, uh, we can uh, count on them to uh, basically uh, have a session. We share the screen and, and get feedback from them directly. Um, and so that is that is like a, a great way to to get feedback. And then we also um, send periodical reports asking for feedback about the product. And also we have uh, in app uh, surveys. So for example, recently we after after we planned the the different lines of work for the year, uh, we decided to let our users vote um which of the which of the features or which of the lines of work that we have already decided to to start um planning for the year were more important to them so we had this in app survey and and we started gathering feedback from directly from our customers so that is also a, a very interesting um source of feedback for us
0: yeah it's interesting to uh literally be using direct voting from your users to help with the, uh, the prioritization of, uh, what to be working on next. It sounds like you've got a lot of fantastic sources for, uh, gathering information from internal stakeholder teams, as well as, um, a great relationship with your customers. So I imagine you've got a, a pretty hefty backlog of ideas that you could have your team Uh, focused on next, how do you go about uh, prioritizing that backlog? What's your process for deciding to be focused on churn or focused on uh, new customer acquisition? Or how do you go about actually prioritizing that list?
1: Hmm. So um, first, depending on the priorities of the business, um, because, you know, uh, business priorities, Change from time to time in the sense that uh, sometimes you just want acquisition, then you want to improve churn, uh, or then you want to start focusing on upselling, or etc. etc. So depending depending on the business needs and business goals for a quarter or for um, the next semester, I would uh, define that like the north star metric, and then. Um, I would start um, grouping the the ideas or the features that fit well with that goal, and then for each of those, uh we would rank them or we would give them a punctuation based on on three factors. Um, we would uh, rank them based on uh, technical difficulty. Or viability, uh, benefit for our customers, or strategic value to our customers, and uh, strategic value to to our strategy, to our company. And for each of those three items, we would rank like high, medium, or low. And based on based on that, we would get like this matrix where uh, every different feature would rank. Uh, higher or lower, based on that, um, and that would give us, you know, like a high overview of the of the priorities. That would basically surface the top five, top ten things we need to focus on. So for the rest, we would directly ignore them. And once we have those top five, top ten, we would start digging into details uh, and fleshing out the the. Technical details on the actual implementation. How how would that look like? And and after that, we would decide um, collectively as a, a, as part of the management team um, uh, further priorities inside of that selection of of lines of work. And after that, for th- this is what we decided to let our customers vote on. So we did this previous selection. We prioritized them. We define the details and then we let them um, vote, basically. So that would be that would be our process.
0: Okay, so it's they're already starting in that voting process with a, a pared down list of your understanding of the highest value potential areas of focus, and then it's just bringing in the the customers for that final vote to sort of help influence. What is going to be at the top of the list, or at least let them have a voice, so that you can make that decision as to uh, what's going to be worked on and what priority. I like that process. That's interesting. Uh, bringing them in at that point to help with, uh, I guess, some of potentially the the tiebreakers of what needs to be worked on next. Um, from a a process perspective for your team, kind of overall with uh, with development. Um, what sorts of uh, team members do you find yourself working with most? What kind of uh, development uh, flow does your team use? Are you using some sort of an agile process? Are you working on uh, Scrum or a Kanban process? What is their, your team like to use? Hmm. So I would say that
1: we are working in a, in a hybrid system between Scrum and Kanban. Um, but basically, we, we use the two-week sprints. Uh, uh like we do in scrum and in those every every two weeks we define a series of user stories that that um, are prioritized and and have to be worked on and by the end of the sprint um we try to have those stories uh in production so we try to to, Minimize the scope of every single user story so that every uh, every two weeks we have all the updates in in production. And uh, the the way we organize the work is uh, well, we uh, or the 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 people we interact most with the uh, to make this happen is. Um, I usually work with design and developer leads uh, to define what will be coming uh, on the next sprint. So for that, I have already prepared um, a description of what problem we are solving, uh, what this, what this uh, story is about, and then we would iterate with, the, uh, with design and development so that we have a clear idea on where we're going um, during the next sprint, uh, in that process, we would split the 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 feature in multiple user stories, and that is what we would prioritize at the beginning of the of the sprint
0: so something interesting that um, we haven't really touched upon too much um, that you've let me know is that audience. The the product team you are working with everybody works from home, so this this entire process you are not actually doing in person with your team. Um, what kind of uh, tools do you use to facilitate communication, make sure that everybody's on the same page, and I guess even before tools, what's the uh, the kind of process that you follow to ensure that everybody is uh, moving in the right direction? Hmm. So,
1: um something that is really important to us is to have um, an always open communication channel. We, we use Slack for communicating and it works perfectly for us. We are constantly engaging in, in multiple conversations with the rest of the team. And um, something that we've realized is that um, in order not to get stuck in, in infinite email threads or infinite uh, chat, uh, chat threads, uh, we often jump into a, um, a call, a video call. Uh, for that, we we use uh, Slack tools or, or uh, Google Meet, and that helps us uh, uh, be constantly having this uh, flow of information and this conversational relationship between the, the all the members of the team. So that that really helps. Um, something that, that we also do that, that helps a lot is having this daily uh, stand-up meeting, which is very common across, um, every, uh, across the industry. Uh, we do it online. Basically, we have this, uh, this session where uh, every member of the team says what he did the day before, what he's going to do that day, and what, what he is stuck with. In case there's anything that is blocking him, and that way we are all um, up to date on what is going on across the team, and that that is like 15 uh, 15 minutes every morning, but that is that is super helpful to to understand uh, what every everyone is doing, and uh, yeah, and I would say that we um, with those. Uh, with those tools or with those processes, we are able to to be up to date. Apart from that, we have uh, uh, daily product sessions where CEO, the CTO, and myself. Um, would uh, catch up really quickly on what the priorities are, uh, how we are doing, what is the focus of this sprint, what we are going to work during, uh, uh, for the next sprint. So it's like we are always up to date on what is going on uh, on the business, on the technical side, or on the product side of the of the story. And that 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 also helps a lot.
0: When you were at uh, Liferay, was the team remote or uh, work from home as well? Or um, was that an in-person team? Is uh, audience the first time you've been facilitating product management remotely? Or is this uh, something that you sort of grew up with in your four years of uh, product management with uh, with LifeRay as well?
1: So um, I would say that it. I started working remotely before. So I co-founded uh, my own a startup. And uh, in that startup, my, my other co-founder was like 500 kilometers away from me, and um, that made us uh, realize that working remotely was the only way to move forward, and we, we grew a team, um, hired completely remotely. Then at Liferay, we had this international um, team where I was working with people in Brazil or in Croatia and in Spain and in LA. So uh, I was really used to, to um, interact daily with people in other, in other locations. Uh, so it was, it was really natural to me when I transitioned to audience and i realized that the whole team was working from home spread across spread across the whole country um it felt natural to me and i think that we are that this a trend in in the uh, in the market today uh, towards that um so it felt super natural to me
0: at audience it's um it's great that it sounds like at least everybody is in the country so you're working within uh, the same time zone but um that's interesting that when you had your your startup that you were working in truly a, a global capacity where you would have needed to deal with uh, time zones um as well when you were working with uh, a team that was a little bit more spread out how did you facilitate things like a, a daily stand-up and those rituals that are designed to keep the team together and understanding uh what everybody else is is working on what was the uh the strategy there
1: Hmm. I think there's that, that's a real challenge when, when you have to work across multiple time zones. And I think that at the end, people in, in similar time zones tend to flock together. And um, I think that what is easier is that every, every group of people in the same time zone work on, on, uh, work together. On a common set of features or or part of the product, so that they can coordinate better, uh, have communication in real time, and then make sure that they are correctly coordinated with the other with the other teams um, at a higher level. So you you know that uh, uh, there are like multiple layers of communication. Some of it has to be. Uh, Constant open chatting or constant open communication like peer-to-peer programming or or working directly with you, with a designer, iterating on a mock-up or on a, on a, on a design, on a concrete design. You need you know, real-time feedback, right? But there are other layers of communication that it's okay if you have 24 hours delay or eight hours delay, right? Um, that kind of conversation is usually more, more strategic and... Um, what I think helped us when we were spread out is that every uh, team in the same time zone was independent and was, uh, they, they had their own autonomy. And then we had uh, a uh, well-defined strategy that was con- uh, constantly shared across the different teams. Um so that is that is what I think uh is easier. And definitely today at audience, uh, the fact that we are all in the same in the same time zone, that is a massive advantage. Um the fact that we all uh get up at the same time, we have all the the, the, the daily meeting in the morning, and we switch off at the same time, that is that is a great
0: advantage. Yeah, certainly an advantage for that, uh, that spread out team. I like the approach that you took where it sounds like you were essentially organizing the, uh, the scrum squads, even if it wasn't literally scrum, but a sort of squad mentality into at least similar time zones. So even if the, the overall product team or development team was spread out globally and couldn't have been together in time zones. It was that grouping of people together so that you would have independent squads responsible for features or products that would be able to work together as independent units. And that was focused to some degree on the time zones as a, um, a good approach, a good good logical solution to that. And I don't think I got a chance to uh, ask you earlier on, uh, what is it exactly that audience does? So uh,
1: my customer has always been uh, big organizations, um, and the um, the products that I work with at Audience are created for a marketing for a marketing audience. So basically, we work for brands and agencies, and. Uh, our, our goal is to help them understand their audiences. So basically, uh, when uh, an agency or a brand uh, want to start acquiring a new market, or want to define their marketing strategies for delivering for uh, uh, for um, selling a new product, or for um, yeah uh, acquiring customers across a new space. Um, it is so important to have a deep understanding on who the buyer is, right? And this is not all important for, for marketing folks. It's also important to us, to product managers, but um, it, it is really important when you are defining uh, marketing campaigns. So we provide all, informi- all the information needed uh, for defining your uh, marketing campaigns for targeting a concrete audience. That is what we do. And how we do it is basically we. It, it's all about big data and artificial intelligence. We gather data across multiple um, sources and then we enrich that data from, uh, from people around the world with um, uh, a series of algorithms uh, by which we extract information about their uh, interests, their uh habits, their personality traits, etc. And with that information you can then start defining, okay, so this um this target audience is very interesting interested in sports and in uh these types of media and they are used to uh to use these uh, social networks so let's define this marketing campaign in these platforms uh using this language or this type of content. That is that is what we do in our audience.
0: So I also like to ask everyone um, what kind of resources they've used to develop as a a product manager. What do you consume to stay up to date? And what would you recommend uh, for people who are getting into product management to get a sense of how to be excellent in the role? Mm.
1: So for new product managers, I think um, uh, the key book that I would recommend is Inspire by Marty Kagan. I read it like every year uh, since I became a product manager. And I think it it contains the best practices in the industry. It explains everything really well and it helps you um, step back from the daily fires and help you remember what's important in our role, um, what, basically what our role is about which is at the end is to serve to listen to help solve real problems um, so i would recommend that um also this is this another really interesting uh book by ben horowitz uh, it is called the hard thing about hard things and I think it's it's a very interesting book because it explains how building a product or starting a startup or creating a company, or um, uh, serving customers at the end, it's hard because there's no uh, there's no recipe, there's no blueprint, there's no um, common way to solve all problems, and it is so important to acknowledge and embrace the fact that you need to adjust you need to experiment you need to be open to failure you need to be open to iterating fast um until you you find the the, the answer so that that is that is very interesting to me i have a third one um that i that i used to to be up-to-date on on new things that are going on in the industry. And and, uh, uh, it is the Growth Hackers uh, Weekly Newsletter. Um, They are constantly delivering excellent articles about startups, UX, growth, product management, um, I think it's a very, very interesting, um, valuable resource to be subscribed and it gets delivered to your inbox. And and you know, it's like magic every every week, you always find uh, valuable content in there.
0: I like uh, both of those books that you mentioned, but I'm not subscribed to that one yet, so I'm going to add that to uh, my own list and and check that out certainly we always nice to have sort of the more uh, current version of what's going on in industry at our disposal i'm sure so i'll uh, i'll see what you've <laughs> what you've got for us in there um Juan, I really appreciate you uh sharing your your insights on what it's been like uh working with remote teams um in in product and um taking us through the way that you you organize your team and how that uh that workflow actually leads to getting the right things, um, out the door at the end of the day. So I liked, uh, especially that idea of, of putting a, a sanitized list of, um, final concepts in front of customers to help, uh, sort of figure out what the next priority would be. So I, I appreciate all the, the things that you, you brought forward today. It's been great chatting with you. Excellent.
1: It's been, it's been fun for me. So thank you for, for inviting me to this podcast.
0: Yeah, my, my pleasure. Thanks again to Juan for sharing his experience working with product teams remotely. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to hear more, please subscribe to the podcast and rate us on Apple Podcasts. I'll be back with another interview soon.